listening to Pet Candy. This show is brought to you by Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables for Dogs, Thunderstorms, Vet Visits, Fireworks, Separation Anxiety, and more. Every day can be a Brave Paws day. Check out mybravepaws.com. Clay, this is the sound check. Would you like to say anything to the listeners at home? No, because they don't get to hear the sound check. No, this is like a Patreon exclusive. Welcome to our new show, Obsessed, a show where we talk about whatever it is we're currently obsessed with. I'm Caitlin Palmer. I'm Clay. And we're Obsessed. obsessed. Well, if it isn't each and every one of you... Welcome back. We're so glad you came back. Clay, how's it going? How's your day been? Pretty good. <laughs> so Really? We were just talking about how our days have not been good. Well, it wasn't that good. But then our producer sent me uh, this link to a guy who posted on Twitter. So, you know, the meme that's been going around is um this like AI created images based on things that you type into it. Oh, yeah. Well, he just typed in like a stupid word uh-huh. and it came up with this creature. Oh. So here's a couple pictures of the Krungus and it looks like <laughs> it looks like something that would be on the show. Oh my God, it really does. And he was like concerned. He's like, why do all these pictures look so similar? What the hell is a Krungus? I thought I made this up. Uh, so I'll send that to you so we can put that on the, yeah. on the oh, Instagram. And it- Everybody can see the rare uh, never before photographed Krungus. The Krungus. There's a Krungus among us. Now, there's just a little tiny bit of business just before we get into the episode. I did go ahead and make a Facebook as well, because not everyone has Instagram. Um, So there's now a Facebook for Obsessed with the Palmers, as well as the Instagram Obsessed with the Palmers. And you can always send us an email at... Obsessedwiththepalmers at gmail.com. Yes, you should definitely do that. So that actually wasn't my story. But oh, I, oh, okay. I, just I thought that was your story. I'm I sorry. just wanted to show you the Krungus. I, I mean, Krungus was because he's my favorite me. now. No, the story is actually uh, that it is raining anchovies, or it was raining anchovies in San Francisco. Like really? Like pretty much, yeah. Uh, there was this huge boom uh, in anchovy population because of like this weird sort of weather effect that caused cool water to rise to the surface. All boring science stuff. Uh, ultimately, what I'm trying to say is. Birds, seagulls in particular, being the assholes of the sky that they are, literally ate so many anchovies they didn't know what to do with them, but they were still like, no, I've got to get these anchovies. So they would still swoop down and get the anchovies, but then unable to eat them, they just kind of drop them in the streets and stuff. Oh my God. So there was just anchovies raining all over the city. Can you imagine just walking like you've got your coffee and like maybe you just went to a shop? And, and then an anchovy drops into your coffee. That'd be it for me. I'd be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with <laughs> uh, this People world. were like posting different things about it. But one of my favorite things I saw was like, Poseidon has blessed you with a bountiful harvest. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Poseidon. For these stinky fish. Yep. So you ready to hear my topic? It's kind of it's kind of a good one. I'm pretty impressed if I do say so myself with myself. With myself? With myself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I've. I've stopped trying to keep it a secret from Clay because, like... I mean, I don't know what it is. Yeah, you do. It's oh, been, do. like, up on my computer this whole damn time. I haven't been looking. So this is the creepiest creature you've probably never heard of because I hadn't. This... I've heard of creatures. 
You've heard of creatures? I've heard of creatures before. Oh, yes. Imagine you're in bed and your wife gets up. To go shit for the fourth time tonight. Right, to go shit for the fourth time tonight. But this time it's take. it's been a particularly long shit. <laughs> so you're getting worried and you get up and you go and you check the bathroom. It doesn't even smell like shit. Interesting. Right. That's not right. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> you're kind of like, that's probably, where is she? She's nowhere to be oh, seen. No. Finally, the shit has taken her. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a window open. Which is really weird because our bathroom does not have a window that opens. <laughs> this isn't going to be scary at all. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So you're kind of like, that's weird. So you go back to bed. The next morning, <laughs> oh, yeah. your wife's missing. Big whoop. Huh. There's a window in my bathroom that hasn't been before. My wife is gone. All right. Well, this can wait till in the morning. <laughs> yeah, this is this is future me's problem. Yeah, that's my favorite saying. Yeah. So you go back to bed. Next morning, everything seems fine. So you're kind of wondering, did I maybe like dream that? That was kind of strange, but whatever. The next night, you assume, assume she's taking her nightly capade. Wait, have you returned at this point? Have I seen you? Yeah, again? no, this has been the whole day. Like the whole day has come and gone. It's the next night. My wife has been missing this whole time? No, no. She came, she woke up, she was next to you. Oh, okay. It was, right. you, you kind of. I was of, concerned. You kind of start to think like, oh, maybe, maybe I dreamed that. That was kind of weird. Okay, whatever. That night you say, I'm going to stay up and make, she, make sure she comes back from that shit. But she slips out of bed. So I'm going to read you a story that somebody else wrote. And this is from NorthCarolinaGhosts.com. Is it about taking shits? I mean, it's implied. Oh, okay. Once there were two men who had been friends all their lives. They married two beautiful women about the same time, and everything seemed fine. But one day, one of the men came to his friend and asked him, When you wake up at night, is your wife with you? She sure is, said his friend. Why do you ask? Well, when I lie down in bed at night, my wife is with me. But when I wake up in the middle of the night, she's gone. But then come morning, she's back in bed. Man, said the friend, I think you married a boo hag. A boo hag. A, a boo hag. A boo hag. But she's taking shits. Aw, she's doing her nightly dumps. Okay, I have heard at least the term boo hag. Yes. Not necessarily about what a boo hag is in okay. particular. Okay. So I'm guessing a type of hag. <laughs> of the hag family. Right. <laughs> uh, one, of, one of the hag familiars. Now, they knew this was serious. A boo hag is a kind of witch that can slip in and out of her skin and fly around at night and cause all kinds of trouble in the world. A boo hag can kill a man just by sucking all the blood from his body through his nose. I thought that was going to be different. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They'll get a man and ride him all night so he can't move, he can't breathe. A boo hag Okay, is well then it came back around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It did go in the direction I thought it was going to go. Did, All right. Oh, yeah. A boo hag is not something you'd want to meet, and sure not something you'd ever want to be married to. So the man asked his friend what he should do. You got to wait until she slips out of her skin in the middle of the night, and then you find that skin. Look under the stairs. That's where boo hags like to hide their skin. You take that skin, and you pour salt and pepper all over it. Then she won't be able to get her skin back on. Because so, it will be finely seasoned. It will be finely seasoned to perfection. 
So that night, the man went to bed with his wife and pretended to sleep. About midnight, he felt her slip out of bed beside him. He waited for her to get downstairs and then got out of bed and then quietly hid where she could not see him. He saw his wife pull off all of her skin and roll it up into a ball and hide it under the stairs. Then she flew right up the chimney, going out to cause trouble in the world. Well, that man didn't waste any time. He went and got that skin and salted and peppered it real good, then rolled it back up into a ball and hid it, put it back under the stairs where he found it. Then he went back to bed and waited until early in the morning when he heard a noise of something coming down the chimney. He heard his wife's voice speaking softly. Skin, skin, do you know me? Skin, skin, this is me. Skin, skin, do you know me? Skin, skin, this is me. But he knew with all that salt and pepper, she couldn't get back into her skin. He waited and heard his wife speak again. Skin? Skin, do you know me? Skin? Skin, this is me. Skin? Skin, do you know me? Skin? Skin, this is me. And he knew that she was stuck without her skin. He heard her coming up the stairs and pretended to be asleep. He felt his wife crawl into bed with him and wrap himself up tight in the sheet. But he reached his hand over and he could feel something warm and raw and rubbery in bed next to him. After that, he didn't need to pretend not to sleep. When morning broke, the man got up and said to his wife, Time to get up, time for breakfast. But she said, I ain't getting up, I'm sick and lay there all wrapped up tight in that sheet, not showing one inch of herself. The man said he'd go get the doctor, but said that the doctor cost too much money. So the man was going to go hoe the garden. The man went outside and hid under the window. Sure enough, he heard his wife come down the stairs and call out again. Skin, skin, do you know me? Skin, skin, this is me, skin. Skin, do you know me? Skin, skin, this is me. That was enough for the man. He went down to fetch the conjure man who would know what to do. He told the conjure man his story and the conjure man told him to go home and start a big barrel of pitch, boiling, and he'd be by shortly. So the man went home and built a fire in the garden and started a big barrel of pitch, boiling on it. Soon the conjure man walked up the road and the two of them went inside and went upstairs where the woman was back in bed all wrapped up tight in her sheet again. The conjure man said, What ails you, woman? And she said there was nothing wrong. But the conjure man wasn't having any of that. He ripped the sheet right off her and there she was, lying there, all raw and bloody. Man, you done married a hag, said the conjure man. And they grabbed her and carried her out of the garden where they threw her in that big barrel of boiling pitch and burned that hag alive. What else could they do? The end. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hi, I want to tell you about my new show, Simply Pets with Shannon Gregoire. We talk about pets, life, love, and everything in between with the coolest people on the planet. 
Don't miss out on the fun. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice. I like it's just like, oh, well, yeah, you got a hag problem here. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of nonchalantly. He's like, oh, yeah, you're skint. Your wife's been skinned alive. Yep, that's a hag, all right. Yep, that's a hag, all right. Good thing you just had all this pitch lying around to boil. <laughs> I like that they ne- that he never even thought, man, maybe she just had to poop. <laughs> like, maybe she just had to get up and go potty. I guess. I don't know. I would have been like, come on, get up. And it's like, no, I don't want to get up. And it's like, you want to tell me about the skin? Can we have a conversation about the skin, please? Aw. (laughs) So the Boo Hag is the creepiest monster you've probably never heard of. The lore of the Boo Hag originates from the Gullah. That was an African-American tradition from the coast of North and South Carolina's Gullah culture. If you've ever been to historic Charleston City Market at 1 Market Street, you may have seen the beautiful woven sweet grass blankets. According to Scares and Haunts of Charleston, it's important to recognize the slaves of other regions. American Indians, Asians, etc. did not exist in those days. But by the mid-1700s, Africans were the majority by far. They were highly desired and with good reason. In addition to being skilled carpenters and masons, Africans knew how to farm. And in particular, they knew how to cultivate rice, an important part of Charleston's agricultural commerce. The Creole language, known as Gullah, was derived from the slaves communicating secretly across the islands. The Gullah believed that a person has a spirit and a soul. Once a person has departed, if the spirit was good, they ascend to heaven. But if it's bad, it lingers here and becomes a boo hag. According to the legends, boo hags are similar to vampires, but unlike vampires, they don't sustain themselves on blood. Instead, they gain sustenance by getting breath. So by like riding the person's chest and inhaling their breath. Okay, that's, yeah, that, I've seen a picture of that. Yes. So it this looked like is, someone eating someone's soul, essentially. Yes, essentially, and that's kind of what it is. They have no skin of their own. So thus, they are red, sticky corpsey, muscly people, (laughs) and they don't walk around on this form all the time. In order to maintain the facade of normality, they'll wear a skin suit, kind of like how we wear clothes, and they'll often wear the same one until it, well, falls apart. Now, where do they get the skin suit? They typically will pick somebody who is younger or vibrant because a boohag is not going to kill you immediately. They will actually stay with the same person for weeks, sometimes years just eating off of them. Yeah, well, it's a classic hag thing anyway, is to right. like appear as like a young, beautiful woman to lure men to their deaths. Absolutely. That was my next, next, next thing. So a hag, traditionally a hag is, like you said, an old woman or a fairy or goddess that appears as an old woman. In Western culture, it's kind of synonymous with a, a witch, although the cauldron-stirring, broom-riding variety, the, well, not the cauldron-stirring, broom-riding variety, and it's considered malevolent. In other cultures, however, the hag may simply be a chosen form of a shape-shifting deity, such as the Morrigan. Yes, from Celtic lore. Yes. So, hags are not always yucky old women. Sometimes they're young, beautiful witchy bitches. Witchy bitches? Witchy bitches. So, what do they do? So, they take off their skin before they go riding. Once a boo hag has picked out a victim, they enter their home through a small crack, even the smallest crack, or a keyhole. They're very quiet. You'll never know they're there. They sneak in while you're sleeping, and they creep around your house until they find you asleep in your bed. 
The hag will sit on your chest and suck your breath. This renders the victim helpless. Often the boo hag will return over and over to the same person and slowly <laughs> drain their energy. Victims will often awaken feeling short of breath or tired, but otherwise okay. If a victim struggles or inconveniences the boo hag, she may skin him alive. And shit on his suffer. chest. She may shit on his chest. It's not Amber Heard. What? We're talking about the boo <laughs> oh, hag. Oh no, she like. would shit in the bed. <laughs> Yeah, this is like a common thing with cats that, uh, or a belief uh, about cats that they will sit on an infant's chest and steal their breath. Yeah. Which is actually more likely attributed to maybe cats accidentally smothering infants in their cribs. Yeah. I mean, ours are fat enough to do that. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> Boo hacks are drawn to people with a lot of life or energy because they can use them longer. It can also be attributed to the age-old don't talk to strangers because anyone could be a boo hag. So, for example, you would tell children, don't talk to someone you don't know. They might be a boo hag. And it seemed to work. Reportedly, after the boo hag was, has sucked every life out of your lungs, it will slip into your skin and use your body as a muse all through the night. There's a lot of uh, steamy stuff going on here. <laughs> but they must get back in their skin by sunup or else they'll go without their skin forever. Well, but, I mean, I guess they can get a new skin, huh? They can get a new skin. But that skin is worthless. But they have to be back in their skin by night. If not, they just there's all kinds of bad stuff. If not, your husband will go get a clergyman or whatever, and he'll come back and put you in a, a pot, like a, a boiling pot of pitch. Well, yeah. I mean, as one does. And you can tell, so there are signs that you could tell there's a boo hag nearby. So something you may look for would be the air becoming hot and damp, which Gross. this is the deep south. So like that's every day. Yeah, everyone's a boo hag. <laughs> We're all boo hags here. And you may smell something rotting. Makes sense with a corpse. So there is a thing called a boo daddy. A boo daddy. <laughs> and I did not make that up. What? And this is not a sugar daddy. This is really called a boo daddy. What? And I have to send a huge thank you to Strix from Urban Dictionary because I was having a hard time finding info oh, about Strix the boo daddy. Strix is also a cryptid. Well, mm -hmm. so, well, a creature of myth anyway. Yes. And fun fact, the Urban Dictionary is a treasure trove of all kinds <laughs> of crazy Boo daddy. A boo daddy. So there's a few different types of boo daddy like it's called a boo daddy but it <laughs> okay may be, we are talking about the boo daddy then. we're talking about the boo daddy i was right worried now. we might skip over the boo daddy and not oh, talk no, about we're gonna the boo talk daddy. we're gonna talk about the boo daddy so there's different kinds so a boo daddy can be so it's like a like a protection talisman called a boo daddy okay well it's also we'll get there hold on there's like a few different varieties okay, so it can be a talisman we've got that boo varieties if you will so the boo okay. daddy is made of a mixture of marsh Mud, Spanish moss, sweet grass, and salt water. Once formed by the conjure doctor, the Boo Daddy is incubated inside of a marsh oyster. Boo Daddies renew their power every month under the full moon by going back to drink the nectar from the marsh oysters. A magic talisman can be carried around or worn to keep hags away. But then another version, according to Sit News, Boo Daddies have large heads and shapeless bodies. They can fly through solid objects and can protect you from a variety of evil spirits. The more boo daddies you have, the better protected you are. 
Some sources say Boo Daddy is like a scary man, so kind of like a boogeyman, a Boo Daddy. Gotcha. Uh, other sources uh, say that's what the Hags lovers called. The Boo Daddy. The Boo Daddy. Clean your my Boo Daddy. So this is my idea of that when you said Boo Daddy, this is the image that cropped up into my mind. Oh my God, I'm so excited. It's like Christmas. Okay, so if we can imagine like the Crypt Keeper for a moment, mm-hmm. right? And right. what he looks like. Yes. But also what he does for you, which is provide you with spooky stories. Oh, he's my so Boo Daddy. He, so he's your Boo Daddy, right? But he's like, he's like ripped. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he's this jacked mummy <laughs> who tells you spooky stories and gives you your fix. <laughs> You go to your boo daddy for the spooky stories. <laughs> I was holding on to that the whole time you were talking about these other boo daddies. And I'm like, no, that's not a boo daddy. I'll tell no, you that's not is. a boo daddy. Um, free socks to whoever can send us some fan fiction of a boo daddy, please. <laughs> In a folktale about the boo hag from North Carolina, the boo daddy was a demon that would fed a victim that was lured to death by the boo hag. The latter took the form of a beautiful woman and married a young man whom she'd met at a dance. She disappeared every night, and the man didn't find out what she was until he saw a woman who worked with hoodoo magic, seeing the town's traveling priests had moved on to the next parish. Had he not destroyed the hag, she would have fed him to the boo daddy. But this is just one story about boo hags, and there's a very that's a variation from Georgia. So yep. it's like the coastal islands around Georgia, South Carolina gotcha, yeah. is, is mostly where the Gullah culture is most alive and well. What you really need, you don't need a, a childish boo daddy. You need to get yourself a good, refined boo father. Boo father. Yes. I never knew my boo father. <laughs> Would he tell boo dad jokes? No. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, I'm sorry. Vindic- I'm not a boo daddy. I'm a boo man. <laughs> So the Urban Dictionary, like I said, this is a treasure trove. I learned all kinds of weird, crazy stuff on Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary describes a boo daddy as someone you're talking to and care a lot about, but you're not in a relationship <laughs> Okay, with. so this is a much more modern thing. Right, so that's kind of so what not I was... A boo, not a boo thing, but specifically a boo, a boo daddy. daddy. Yes. Right, right. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. my fur babies so much. But when they're stressed out, it makes me stressed out. Mine hate loud noises like thunderstorms and fireworks, and sometimes they just don't want to be left home alone. To help keep your dogs calm in moments of stress, use Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables for Dogs. These plant-based chewables promote calm behavior with natural ingredients that have been clinically studied. Did I mention they're fast-acting and non-drowsy? I especially love that the natural ingredients are sustainably sourced. How cool is that? Want to learn more? Check out mybravepaws.com. Your dog will be happy you did. So it's also a slang term for boogers. Oh, nice. Like you got boo daddies in your nose. Boo daddies? That sounds extremely Cajun to say. Boo daddies. Oh, you got some of them boo daddies. It sounds like boudin. It kind of sounds like boudin. Boudin, if anyone's not in the South. Or like crawdads. Yeah, crawdads. But boogers. Yeah. You got... Crab booger dads. Crab boo daddies. Oh, let's go eat some like Louisiana food this weekend. That sounds good. Louisiana. Okay, so boudin is a kind of sausage that's stuffed with jambalaya and it's delicious. And blood. And blood. According to NorthCarolinaGhost.com, a conjure man, sometimes called a conjure doctor or a root worker, is someone experienced in the art of hoodoo. 
an African-American magical and spiritual tradition. Conjurement can help not only with dealing with hags and other supernatural entities, but a good conjure man is knowledgeable in spells to help with such mundane matters as finding love, a good job, or winning a court case. Hoodoo is a living tradition, and there are root workers practicing in North Carolina to this day. I imagine in other places as well. Probably so. And it, it kind of reminds me of people who work with crystals. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very mystic. It is. Um, we love a crystal. <laughs> well, you're you're mortally like... I love crystals. Into I'm the that crystals. person. Love them. So there are ways. So now we know what a boo hag is. We know where it comes from. What can you do to keep it out of your house? I was hoping you'd play along and say, what can you do? <laughs> well, I was actually trying to think of a way to keep a boo hag out of my house. <laughs> I guess, one, uh-huh. not have a chimney or any cracks in my house. Okay, that is correct. Not even the tiniest, little bittiest crack. Does my butt crack count? Yes. She oh, will, no, she can shoot out of that. She will crawl right up that shit. <laughs> I think we should maybe not record <laughs> So you're saying it's possible for a, a boo hag to crawl out of my butt crack? It is. Like she's hag. a hound of Tindalos or something. <laughs> you don't understand that. That's a D&D reference. I don't, but I just, I still love it. I appreciate it. So any crack, even a butt crack... The boo hag can get into your home. Yeah. The slightest, the tiniest crack. So kind of think like in Aliens where there's that little hole and they suck out the whole monster. They can kind of do that. But the tiniest <laughs> well, crack. Well, that, that alien did die. It did. From the, expl- from his body being ripped apart by explosive decompression. But this, the boo hag decompression, no. <laughs> okay, this was probably a poor example. <laughs> it, well, but I, I mean, that's what I'm saying though. Like just the tiniest hole though. It can like. Get in there. All right. So you're saying they're they're like Santa Claus. Oh, nice. Oh, they're like Santa Claus. So even if you don't have a chimney, he can swoice right in there. Swoice right in there. That's right. So how can you how can you seriously keep a boo hag out of your house? All you have to do is lay a broom across your front door. Interesting. Don't, Don't have a broom? Well, that's weird. But a hairbrush or a kitchen colander will also do the trick. A boo. Uh, Wait, hold on. I kind of understand like a hairbrush. But a kitchen colander? But for real, though, everybody, can we just talk about how great Brave Paws is? We got a free sample. We did. We're going to be completely transparent with you. We did. We got some free stuff, and it works. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Like, I'm not going to lie. You get this stuff, and it's, it doesn't really seem like a typical pet treat, right? Right. But we gave it to our pets, and they gobbled them right up. They do. <laughs> they do. And it's nice because it's like you give so many pills per pound, so you don't have to buy like three different sizes. You know, our little guy gets a half of one. Our big one gets three. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he loves it. He takes them like a treat. Now, being plant-based, you're kind of like, ooh, are they going to like it? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's like it's dry and sort of leafy. And it, like I said, it just doesn't normally when you get a pet treat, it's kind of like moist and squishy. Mm-hmm. And, but, you, you know, know, they don't usually eat those, I found. Well, that's because ours are extremely picky, which is why it was so surprising they ate these. Exactly. All And we, we got we got more than one dog. We gonna be for real with y'all. But uh, they eat it and they eat it well. Yeah. And it worked. It does. We live in the deep south, a.k.a. Satan's armpit, and it storms and rains at least once a week. Like, at least once a week, we're under some kind of watch. Like, a hurricane watch, that's a Tuesday. And our dogs are weenies, so when it starts, like, with the lightning and the rain and everything, Mm -hmm. they freak out. They do. 
They do. We, we really put these to the test. Right. And I did not think that they would work like they did. Exactly. As well as they do. And this is a non-prescription. You don't have to go to the vet and get it. It's not going to knock them out. It's not a sedative. It's just a calming support. And it does. We had lightning hit very close to our house. Within a mile. It rattled yeah. our windows. It was scary. I was even scared. I love bad weather. And we gave everybody their happy pills and <laughs> they put their brave paws on and everybody laid down and went to sleep and it was fun. Yeah. So like we don't have to do this part of the commercial, right? No. Like we've done the ad read and we've goofed around, but like this is, we wouldn't lie to you. We would we at would least not. not record this part if, exactly. if it didn't work and we didn't actually Exactly. And we're both in the animal industry and we have been for years and years. So we would not tell you about a product if we did not believe in it ourselves. Yeah, it absolutely worked for us. So maybe it'll work for you. Go check it out. Mybravepaws.com. Go put your brave paws on. Brave paws. Give your pet the courage they need to weather the storm. Okay. A boo hag can slip into the house through the keyhole. But if she sees a broom, she has to stop and count every straw on that broom. Oh, classic. So this is kind of your classic Sylvan fairy type. But here's the thing. Like, brooms don't necessarily have an ass ton of bristles on them. Like, you can feasibly count the straws in a broom. Yeah, and sometimes they're very, very fast at counting. Yeah, I mean, I guess if that's their, like, only weakness, I would definitely try to cover for that. For sure. But so the idea is that by the time she's done... Dawn will have come and she has to return to her I'd leave like 40 brooms on. That's smart. You should do that. (laughs) A sieve or a container, a strainer will also work because she needs to count all the holes. Or. See, that's less than the broom, though. That's what I thought, too. Or you can drop an ass ton of mustard seeds and they have to pick them all up. Salt is also a good repellent. But unless you salt anyone that you seems that seems suspicious It'd pretty much be socially impossible to do this. And you'd be charged with assault. (laughs) Assault. (laughs) Yes, the joke. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted me to tell a dad joke, and I did. That was a dad joke. So I believe we should start a movement. We should normalize salting strangers. I just wanted you to think of how that would play out. I mean, I don't know if I'd be best friends with a person if they just threw threw salt at me. Because I'd be like, man, that's freaky and creepy, and hey, we're best friends now. Or if I'd be like, What if they were like, oh, I was dispelling ghosts that were around you? I'd be like, With this cloud of salt. Be like, that's weird. Can you also pour just a little bit on my cucumbers, please? But if you salt and pepper the skin while the hag is out, they won't be able to crawl back into their skin. I would just like throw it in the fireplace or something. Like, they act like that's the only thing, the only thing that can destroy the skin is salt and pepper. Right. He's like, no, so so many things can destroy skin. That's fair. And skin is not the toughest. Like, she comes back and you're holding the skin and she's like, you give that back. And it's like, no, this is over. And it's like, no, what are you doing? It's like, yes, I'm not moisturizing it. Ah, and then it just crumbles. Salt and pepper the skin. They can't get back in. Boo hags are repelled by the color indigo. Although one That's weird. Source, well, <laughs> one source I read did say Robin's egg blue, but it's pretty much just in general the color blue. They don't like it. Yeah, blue. that'd be real messed up if you're like in a full suit of that color uh-huh. and then the boo hag's like, that's going to do nothing to me. That's not indigo. That's like... Yeah. I don't know. I was trying to think of an obscure friggin' color. like periwinkle. That's periwinkle. Not indigo. That is a Caribbean blue. 
<laughs> and that's not going to do it. He's like, oh, that's a royal purple. I'm afraid that is not going to cut it. Yeah, right. So I would think the best way to repel a boohag would actually to give to be to give yourself gingivitis. Because then she wouldn't want to steal your breath. You can always paint the outside of your home and the tops of your windowsills indigo blue. In fact, a lot of your older homes, because this kind of not all hags, but many different hags and spirits are repelled by the color blue. So a lot of your older homes, you will see a lot of things painted blue. So your windowsills, your your ceilings. Well, it's also a common sort of thing, thing to paint the ceiling of your porch a light blue, which would mm-hmm. confuse insects. Yeah, it really does too. The, uh, yeah. Keep them off the porch. So before we wrap it up, there's this saying in South Carolina, don't let the hag ride you, which I thought was fun. Huh. And boo hags are commonly associated with sleep paralysis. Yeah, no, that makes sense. As, I was actually kind of thinking about paralysis demons the whole time. Yeah, no, that's like a big part of the boo hag is that if you wake up, you can do nothing. She's yeah. still going to take your breath because you're paralyzed. Now, isn't this similar to a succubus, if I'm not entirely mistaken? I think they do the same thing. They're very similar, but the boo hag is specific to the Gullah culture. An incubus makes shitty music. <laughs> no, they don't. Hush. <laughs> so that's the boo hag. And there it is. There it is. But, uh, Clay, before we go, I do want to ask you a would you rather. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, I can't. Okay. Would you rather shit your pants in front of a doctor that you really, really <laughs> idolize? Hold on, let me let me think about that for a second. Let me sort of visualize what that might be like, because I've I've never seen that happen to somebody who might be, say, three feet away from me. So okay, I've got that. So <laughs> would you rather go swimming in the Loch Ness at midnight on Friday the thirteenth? Or go skiing in the Alaska Triangle? Probably swimming in the Loch Ness. Same. I might die in the Alaska Triangle. Yeah, no, for real. Uh, Alaska Triangle. Loch Ness has some things, I think, in there that might would like inflict some sort of damage to you. But I don't think anything's really going to kill me like the Alaskan Triangle will. Which will absolutely, statistically, kill my ass dead. Same. I agree. Also, I don't think I would enjoy skiing. I think it would be fun, like, maybe once, but I don't feel like it's something I'd want to go do all the time. Now, swimming in the Loch Ness, I'd probably be like, Nessie, come nibble my toes. <laughs> well, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be freaked out, though, and honestly, not because of the potential for, like, Nessie to show up, but rather because I know there's a whole bunch of, like, underwater caverns and tunnels and stuff at the bottom. And that just kind of freaks me out. Yeah, and there's eels. There's other, like, there's wild, I mean, there's I'm fish not, I'm stuff. not a fan of eels. I don't like eels. I think they're cool to look at. We went not We went swimming them. one time. Um, it's on a trip with my parents. I don't remember where it was exactly. Maybe it was in Florida or something. But there was, like, this thing that you could swim, like, two miles along, like, snorkeling over this uh, coral reef. Uh-huh. And two things about that. One, two miles is an extremely long distance to swim. Did not think it would be. I was like, oh, that's kind of like walking, but I can take a break in the middle of it. That's not quite the, the truth. Like, <laughs> you have to actively swim forward all the time for two miles. Uh, but also, uh, I couldn't stop thinking about, like, how close I was to the coral reef because of the refraction of the water. I made it feel like I was closer than I really was. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd love to do that. Swimming with a whale shark but I was literally the They talked thing. about, like, eels and stuff being in there, so, like, don't try to poke around or anything. Right. And I was so worried an eel was just going to, like, come out and get my 
Do you remember the eel in Mario 64, that giant ass Yeah, and that's eel? probably why I was so terrified of these eels that would not have done anything to me yeah. like, unless I actually went invading their privacy. I literally always ran into that eel, and it scared me. Yeah, I couldn't do that whole level, actually, because I knew it was in there. Yeah. I like water, but like water in video games, I do not like. That's probably Tomb Raider's fault, because there was like this this horrendous and death animation if you drowned in Tomb Raider where she'd like convulse and twitch and it was extremely graphic oh for no. like a T-rated game. Oh wow. I know in uh Zelda when Link would drown it would he would kind of like grab at his throat and stuff. Yeah, no, this she was like spasming. It oh, was no. realistic or at least too realistic uh as far as I remember. Well, especially to a child. Yeah. Excuse me. Underwater in video games, they do that on purpose, I think. They, they make do. it way scarier than it needs to be. Like in Sonic 2, if you're running out of breath underwater, it like start that countdown. It's like dun 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 and like it keep getting faster until you would just die instantly. Yeah. And it was like this rising panic that I could die at any second. Yep. Yeah, now the thing about it, like every time I've been underwater in a video game, I've hated it. I like swimming though. I like to swim with we, the whale sharks. <laughs> we got on a tangent. We did. Was I was good. worried for you about the whale sharks. Even though I know they weren't going to do anything. I wasn't scared of the whale sharks or of the the big rays, but it was those little shitty black tip reef sharks. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> they would, like, like, swim up and take a nibble just to be Yeah, they would, like, it. come up. I'd be like, you go away. And they'd be like, okay. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, really fast, zippy little things. Right. And it's like, ah, you will bite. You are carnivorous. They probably feed them before that, though. So that oh, they, I'm sure. And they're so well-fed. There were these, like, really cool gold. They weren't goldfish, but they were fish that were gold. Right, I remember seeing those. And I was like, go away, I want a whale shark. And then I was like, I don't mean that. Come back, little fishy babies. So then I was like, <laughs> fishy babies, there's a whale shark. We got off on quite a tangent here. <laughs> we did. It has been a traumatic night. What you going to talk about next week? Um, Something really cool. Cool, I'm excited. And uh, everybody, maybe there's going to be a Baba Yaga episode coming up. We don't know. We'll see. Yeah, well, I can't do it next because you just did one on a hag. And that's you just did a hag. Yeah, you just did a hag. But... We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hi, this is Shay, and I want to tell you about my new show on Pet Candy, Cooking with Shay. I make vegan eating easy and fun. Check it out on Pet Candy TV. Guess what I'm doing for my next one, and I'll go ahead and tell y'all because it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's nowhere close to Christmas. How dare you? It's Shark Week, which is better than Christmas. <laughs> oh, but we get the Christmas theme. Because it's the most wonderful time of year. So you're going to do a Megalodon? I'm going to do a Megalodon. Okay. Yep, it's happening. I just knew. It's crapping in Poop's thing. It's Pet Candy. Pet Candy. Pet Candy. It's Pet Candy Radio. Radio. 